Hey! What's up, everyone? What's up, everyone? Episode 24. Wow. Which is also a very special number. All the numbers are special. Really. Wrong. If you think about it. Uh, uh, sure, if everybody gets a ribbon. Every, well, it's not that they get should get a ribbon. It's just that they do get a ribbon. Every number but should they get a ribbon? That's not the question. That's not the answer or the question. <laughs> the question and the answer is all the numbers are, are special. Are you going to take the red pill or blue pill? Because they are that they are special. I mean, 24. Sure. What? Special someone's birthday. Sure. 25. Oh, what? That's 25th true. anniversary. That's Gana. true. 26. That's true. 26. Colors of the rainbow. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just they all mean something. Numerology. Right. You're really into that. We talked about numerology. You know what I want to th- what I want to bring up? Ooh, right off the bat? Well, numerology reminded me of it. Okay. How? So numerology, just off the top, is so... It's kind of witchy. You know what I mean? Is witchy a word? Oh my God, I can I hear. just said it. Yeah. I think so. No, 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 it's good. I like it. It feels right. This is good chocolate. Um. By the way, you always eat right at the beginning of my episode. I have to eat it. It calms my nerves. <laughs> So, anyways, um, numerology, numerology just is off the kind bat, of right? It's kind of witchy, kind of witch, kind of witchy. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, woo, mm. What's that called? Um, <laughs> there's a word for that. <laughs> mystical. And I'm sure people out there, it's mystical. You know who you are. Are uh, all the daters that they definitely have the word? Is it? Uh, nope, I can't think of it right now. But it almost reminds me like vibes of like horoscopes. Yeah. Yep, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. It's magical, mystical, witchy. <laughs> now, I got me thinking that reminded me because I was thinking about this the other day. Ooh. About how much of Christianity in general is very witchy. Yeah, I prefer the word mystical, but that's cool. I just to me, witchy because I don't have like a negative connotation, connotation with of it. that word. Sure. That word to me just means like, like exactly what, like magical, mystical, like witchy yeah, yeah, yeah. is like, I think of the earth. I think of like, I think of like mushrooms and like herbs in a pot. That's what I think of when I think of witchy. Right. It's very like like concoctions and you know uh-huh but it, the, but anyway a lot of christianity is i like how your descriptive word for everything that you just said was concoctions <laughs> <laughs> that's all i can't think of the word no it's good it's not spells it's something else mystical uh, bruise no it's something else either way potions i don't know anyway 
a lot of Christianity, if you think about it, is like pretty, pretty weird. Like, like it's just because I grew up. The reason why I'm like having this realization and thinking this like in this way is because I grew up, and you would look. We were taught and we were raised to just like the 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 messages in the church. The messages we were given were like formed us to look at people in the way that like people who were into like horoscopes and magic and anything like mystical yeah were like looked down on like yeah. were looked at as crazy were looked in at in your experience growing up yeah we yeah. we like we were taught to look at these people as like they're not right like they're in, like they're not um they're not well they're um oh my gosh like, like they're mad yeah like there's a certain aspect of like not well in the head. Oh my gosh, right. And like and then also like that it was like magical was like anti God. Huh. Like like magic is like it's like it's like Satan. It's like it's like completely like completely not God, right? Hmm. And so you weren't even allowed to say magic. Like you weren't allowed to say magical. Like, oh like if you're describing something and you're like, it was so great. It was magical. I would get scolded for saying magical because you shouldn't say magic. Wow. You should say like it was great hmm. or it was wonderful, but you shouldn't say magical because magical is bad. Um, so being raised that way where everything that's mystic is seen as like, just like bad and negative and like scary and all this stuff if now I look at it like step back and all that I'm like but everything of the Bible and like Christianity is so mystical yeah like you have Satan you have demons you have angels Mm. you have you know the whole uh, stories of like Genesis um, like like creation story like you have the talking animals like you have certain things that are like very Hmm. very mystical interesting and really it's a like now like if I'm looking at it from an outside perspective looking at it I'm like man that, that probably to a lot of people who aren't familiar with it it looks really witchy yeah in quotes is what i'm saying right like it it seems which it seems like that vibe like oh you have demons and angels Mm -hmm. and they're all around us but you can't see them cool like (laughs) cool spiritual realms it's like wow you have a big imagination you know like that's what it that's the vibe people probably who aren't as familiar like that's what they're seeing Right. And it's and then numerology, which you just reminded me of, is like one of those things. Yeah. Where it's like it's very like horoscopy. Right. Well something that is interesting, like if I bet, you know, if we start from the book of Genesis moving throughout the Old Testament narrative, mm-hmm. you, you could easily point out 
mystical or to use your term witchy things (laughs) that for some reason now in kind of like our new testament era we just automatically like write them off Mm -hmm. um and you know i can understand because there are things that are maybe just historical that reply applied to a certain people at a certain time that doesn't apply to us now all these like you know all these things right but one thing that comes to my mind right off the bat is um oh my gosh i just had it and i lost it is the idea idea of like uh tossing lots Uh uh-huh and essentially lots were dice yeah they were they were old testament dice yeah and they would roll the dice Mm-hmm. for the will of God. Right. That's essentially what it was. That when they needed discernment for a next step or they needed uh, discernment on, you know, whose land was, who was the person that was going to get the land or things like that. Right. They would roll the dice and whatever was, whatever the re- result was, that was equated to the voice of God. Right. The hand of God, kind of the divine creator, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like one, like dice um, and that that whole thing in the in conservative churches, not a welcome thing, right? Like, yeah, you shouldn't play poker. You shouldn't play with dice, Mm -hmm. things like that um, for whatever reason, like. I don't know if it's because they were afraid of like the devil tempting people. I, I don't know. It had to do with it being, it had to do with it being like a mystical um, thing that it was one that was rejected. Yeah. I do remember that people would speak on casting lots and how it was wrong. Um, and the, how it was wrong. Yeah, but that even though they did it, in the Bible that that it actually was wrong. Huh. And that like later you don't see the like apostles doing it or anything like that. Hmm. But that they did that, but just because they did that doesn't mean it was right. And that's what people would always like teach on that I was in the circles I was raised in. Yeah. Um but it's interesting to me that whether whatever that case may be. Right. Um, you have an example like Jonah, who, even though, you know, you may say, like, was it right? Was it wrong that they were doing that or whatever? They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Right. So what does that mean? You know, like, yeah, it was right. You know, so it's like. No, I just, I literally thought I just think that's of, interesting. I know there was, I knew there was examples in the New Testament as well. And I have one, I just found one in Acts 1. Uh, I don't know what this version is, but it essentially is saying um, the 11 remaining apostles cast lots to determine whether to select Matthias or Barabbas. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I knew yeah. that was there, and I think there's another one. That's but so funny. I don't want to do another. I don't want to no, do more study um, No, like in 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 the churches I was a part of, 
it was always like they found a way to like explain how that was wrong right but they never did address that apostles doing that yeah it's like they just ignored it they're like yeah they they shouldn't have done that but we're not gonna talk about it right that's something I've been thinking a, a so lot. So funny. That's been something I've been thinking a lot about as well. Not a lot, but kind of often with our, our new teaching series. Um, is the idea of like how uh, bad Americans are. Well, Westerners, especially Americans, at reading our cultural worldview into and in, into the interpretation of scripture. Yeah. And I think that's so dangerous for this example. Yeah. Like here's what I mean. Someone in our worldview, we're in the post enlightenment era. And in the post enlightenment era after the 1700s, that's when there's this whole shift happened and sort of thinking in the world. And the post enlightenment era was like, you know what? Things aren't spiritual, they're intellectual. Mm-hmm. And we started to move away from mysticism. Yeah. We started to move away from those things and we started to argue away everything that we couldn't intellectually understand. Mm. Um, and we do that to this day because one, our culture as, well, who we are as people in 2024 we still are greatly influenced by the post-enlightenment era. And so we constantly are arguing away things like mysticism. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when shout out to Wilson, giving lots of shout out, shout outs to him recently. Wow. Wow. That's wow, amazing. Wow, wow. Amazing. Uh, but when Wilson <laughs> and I, and you went on that spiritual journey for those few years, we went to some new agey, like legit mystical, uber Pentecostal conferences, meetings, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because we saw things in the scripture that we didn't see demonstrated in the church, mm-hmm. and so we were like hungry for those things. Um, and I remember at that time. There was a very large church that is still very large. It puts out a lot of music and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There, this specific church in California is considered a, a church of heresy because one of the major things is they're mystical. They're mystics. Yeah. Uh, and generally, the people that are making that case are my experience the dozens that i've seen are white people so uh not only that but they're also on the other extreme side where their other videos or their articles blogs whatever they wrote they're very complementarian in their views so what that is is like men are the head of the household women are to have their place um they're also very conservative in other ways. So you can almost assume people in that stream and generally in America, white people are going to be anti-mystical right off the bat. 
And part of the problem with that is they're interpreting the things that are true of the Bible and filtering it to through their own perception of truth. And their pers- what people don't realize, this is my point, what people don't realize is that our perceived truth is largely influenced by some major form of thought. Mm-hmm. And our current thought, this isn't true for someone like in India or in Asia, totally different. But in our Western world, super post-enlightenment, very intellectual, don't believe in miracles, don't believe anything, mysticism, et cetera, et cetera. And we reject those things not because we have intellectually argued them away, but we reject them because our frame of thought says, no, that doesn't work in my frame of thought. That doesn't, that doesn't fit. That doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you see a lot of... Um see a lot of white um, people kind of coming into a mysticism um, and they take from various cultures. Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with like learning from other cultures and adapting certain um, practices that like you really resonate with or whatever but there's just been a big um problem like a big wave of for a while now but the this white people kind of coming in and being like oh i'm like mystical i'm i believe all these like these things and they come from you know all these real cultures that have been facing real oppression because they have believed those things. I see what you're saying. So the white, so that's kind of what the issue happens is like you have white people who, who maybe ignorantly so, but like they're taking these practices. Yeah. Let's say from um, like yoga and things like that. Right. Right. And then it's like, they're like, I'm an expert at this. Like I've studied it for a year. You know, but all the people who, you know, are actually of the beliefs and culture that it's associated with have throughout their lifetimes faced oppression because of that from white people. Right. So now this white person comes in and is like, oh, I accept it now and I'm going to teach everyone. Yeah. That's where it becomes like a you literally wouldn't let us do this. Yeah. And now you're doing it and getting paid for it. Now you've taken yeah. our form that was right. you oppressed. Right. And, and so that's you're why taking it, becomes, it for your profit. Right. Yeah. And that's why it becomes such like an issue or like a soft topic for people because they were by the white majority. They were oppressed because of those practices and they were like shamed and those things were like yes beaten out of them or stolen from them or whatever right so 
with that trauma, then they go forward and they see white people teaching it. That's why you have a lot of like really pissed off minority. Yeah. You know, people. And there's just so many things. I mean, like yoga is just like one of them, but like there's so many things that they they do. We do have kind of that mystic movement of white people, but that's what it's it's not it's not really coming from a depth of culture within themselves. Yeah. It's coming from taking from other cultures because unless you're, I'm not talking about like a, I'm just saying in a, um, in a general sense, like the white European. Yeah. Catholic descendant. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like typically like that's where we've, we've come from. Um, the majority um, at least the the majority of the last hundred years or whatever. It's at least been shaped by... Yeah. And so it's been... Yeah. yeah. And so the, the shape, the shaping has come from the European. And that culture has for a while now... And I, there are, there are mystic things in Catholicism. Oh, yeah. But for a while now, from the history of America... Right. Those things were rejected yeah the mystic side of it mm. was rejected yeah and then they held on to like the like doctrine and the like you know what's the call like meth methods the doctrine and like the tra- hmm, not the tradition but anyway they held on to that but then got rid of the mysticism and that's kind of our well that's that's yes. my well Right. It's not a well that has a deep a deep well of mysticism in it. <laughs> right. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um so all that to say I just think that it's really not one or the other is a thing too. Like I think that's one of the issues with the Bible and people looking at it um like you said from a intellectual point of view and not from a mystic well what i mean and not from a mystic point of view yeah i'm just saying it's not one or the other though like it's supposed to be both like it's supposed to be mystic and intellectual and that and what i mean by intellectual is not obviously like yeah like we should be engaging it and our intellect be growing and things like that but well also that that's kind of the hyper intellectualism that has evolved from the post enlightenment era essentially tells us what we don't understand or what we can't explain. Yeah. We, we let it go. Right. We throw it away. Yeah. And numerology has been one of those things that was numerology, thrown away. Numerology. Uh-huh. Um, Witchy stuff. Right. It's thrown away. <laughs> Never, hardly ever hear it talked about um, because it's too mystic. It's too you weird. know what I've also realized is something I've learned from just, you know, the circles we've been a part of, smaller or larger circles, uh, small churches, mega churches. In the white evangelical stream, sort of in the same vein that we're talking about when people aren't, you know, whether it's past people or as in 
pastors, church leaders, or, you know, even just congregants, um, when they don't intellectually understand something and they're sort of like disturbed, mm-hmm. like there's this like disturbed in uh, state in their minds and their souls where like, what? Why are people even believing this? And they're just like kind of like baffled, like shocked by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've noticed is they so easily label things that they don't understand and argue as demonic. Mm-hmm. So when, and, and, and that's when I was like, that's a tell. Mm-hmm. Like when you're playing Tex Hold'em, <laughs> you're sitting around with whoever you're sitting around and your good players look for little tells. Mm-hmm. And one of the tells that I have sort of discovered in my time in the white evangelical church is because of this idea of like intellectualism is king. Mm-hmm. Mysticism, the miraculous, sure, those were in the Bible, but they're definitely not king. They're like subordinates at that point, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And because that's the way things are, whatever is disturbing to me and I can't intellectually explain or grasp, mm-hmm. I'm just going to label as demonic. Mm-hmm. going to label that as demonic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I, I've come to realize when I hear pastors say, oh, we got to, you know, we got to watch out for the demonic. I'm like, okay, what is this person really saying? Yeah. What is this person really saying? Yeah. I think it would be like for me, something that I've been, I've been thinking about all this and like, kind of like looking at, it's almost like you're changing your glasses to look at the Bible like a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Or just like certain stories a different way or like whatever. I think I was raised so much in intellectualism that it's like everything always had to be like, well, this is the story that like the origin of this and like, or this is the, you know, this description here tells us exactly what this is like. Yeah. And now we know, you know, like you hear this passage, like you read a passage about Jesus and demons or something. Right. And it's like, it's like, Oh, okay. So what we can gather is that demons, um, need to be told this and that if you tell them this, they will leave. <laughs> you know, it's like you're you're like finding the like the formula and the history and the like, oh, okay, so this demon actually can speak. And so that means demons have a voice. And like it means you're like creating your um so methodical. Yeah, it's like yeah. what is it called? It's like world building. Like yeah. you're like you're creating like, oh, okay, so demons can they have this power and they have this power and they can say this and do this and okay, but they can't do that. And it's like, you're gathering this like information to like world build. Yeah. Like what your demons do and can't do, Mm. what they look like, what they talk like, what they act like. So now I know what a demon is. And it's like changing those glasses to being like, 
No, actually, like, that's not the point. That's not the like, point. Like, that's not the point of what the passage was saying. Right. Right? The point was maybe something else, you know? Yeah. And so, like, seeing it in a different way to see, like, what was the point and, like, what am I actually supposed to be, like, drawing out? Am I supposed to be world building and drawing out that? Or am I just supposed to be drawing out something else? Yeah. Um, I feel like now it's, like, if someone were to say to me, like, wow, you're... Your beliefs are very like witchy, you know, <laughs> like, man, you believe in demons and stuff. Like that's pretty witchy, man. Like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Like it is like I'm mystical. I have a like that I, to say I'm not would be stupid. Like to say I'm not mystical doesn't make any sense. Mm. If you believe in angels and demons, you're mystical. Yeah. Like you can't see those things. Mm. So to pretend that you're so intellectual right. that you're not mystical is so silly mm-hmm. and embarrassing mm-hmm. because that's what Christians have done so often in the last 20 plus years. It's like, no, actually my faith is facts. Right. Like I can prove it, you know, like la da 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 right? And it's like, actually the point is that it's mystical. Like the mm. point is that it actually is faith like the point is that it's Mm. not facts that like you can scientifically see like like that's not the point although Mm. like yeah sure that stuff does come up that you can be like oh see this but that's not the point the point is that like there's so much that is mystical right that you have to admit that like yeah i'm a mystical person yeah like i have mystical faith right and a lot of it is mysteries and stuff that can't be explained. Yeah. And you have to admit that. Mm. And to be like, yeah, that's actually a part of my identity is that I'm, you know, kind of a weirdo. Like right. I, I'm kind of have that mystic, mystic-y side. Yeah. To, to just a random passerby, they're going to see you that way. Yeah. And you should own that, mm. I think. Like to me, I'm like, I have no wow. problem if people think I'm mystical because it's true. Like that makes sense. But it's like a street race outside or <laughs> So crazy. I don't know what that is. But along with that, it's like looking at the Bible now with that freedom to be like, I mean, this, I call it demons, but like someone else might just call it darkness. Yeah. And that's okay. Like it's, they don't need to be like, well, actually they have, you know, 10 eyes and six wings or like whatever, like not that that's true, but I'm saying you don't have to be like, no, actually it's not accurate to call it darkness because actually (laughs) it has like a being and it's the spirit of fear to be exact. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be a spirit of fear or a spirit of this, like, Mm. and be all like clinical. If someone just wants to be like, actually, I just consider that darkness. You could be like, cool. We're talking about the same thing. Yep. Like we're on the same page. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like your understanding is my understanding. And it's like this, like, well, actually revelation says, you know, it has (laughs) 10 mouths and 17, you know, fingernails. Yeah. (laughs) So really. It's a lot of belly buttons. (laughs) Really? That's just not accurate. Like that's not the point of the Bible. It wasn't to show us like this, like you're saying, this 
technical. Dude, the Bible itself is mystical. That's what I'm saying. That's the right. point. Of, that's the point of what I'm saying. Yeah, is that it? It wasn't trying to give us all the facts and figures of what everything looks like. It was showing us. Oh, there's so much in it that's just mystical. Yeah. There's so much in it that's not even like yeah. What? But what's the point? It's still, the point is still the point, whether or not it's history or it's mystical. Yeah. There's still so many, There's still so much that's like the point is still the point. Yeah. And for me, and that's people. That that's the thing is that's such a white worldview. Like yes. go back to the white thing, is that like it has to be history. It has to be factual history for it to matter. And these people are like, this is our mystical history. Mm. This is our mystical history. Yeah. That matters to us. Yeah. These are our stories. Right. These are our stories that we've passed. Right. These matter to us. It doesn't matter if it actually happened because they don't even think of things that way. Yeah. It's like, no, these are our stories. Mm. These are our lessons. These are our truths. Because there are lessons. Yeah. So it's like, why can't we still just look at it that way? Right. That these are still our lessons. Yeah. And not, and, and sure, maybe you can say maybe this was true or maybe this wasn't in fact a history thing, but like, it just doesn't matter that much. Yeah. You have to let go of like it being priority. I, I think of someone like, um, our previous pastor, the one that we served under, the big church. Mm -hmm. And he very much so, based off of his personality. Right. I don't know what his Enneagram number was, but I would imagine a five or mm -hmm. a one. Mm -hmm. um, something like that, that really values accuracy. Mm -hmm. Just based off of his leanings as a as an actual theologian mm -hmm. he's a le legit theologian mm -hmm. um the thing about him from spending t five years with him was he kept all of those things in its proper place mm. and what i mean by that was oftentimes we elevate facts accuracy as the most supreme thing that matters mm -hmm. and this pastor that we served under for a long time he never positioned or placed facts and theology and etymology and language and historical culture and all of those things as the most supreme thing, the accuracy of all of those things, mm -hmm. not just individual things, but all of them when you put it together. Mm -hmm. He never elevated that as the, he elevated it uh, in the proper way, which was like these things for him or those things for him strengthened his faith and mm -hmm. i just think like there is in I'm, I'm thinking about in this conversation you and i are like on that lane just because my personality which this is interesting because this whole conversation is kind of part of your deconstruction but when i first met you mm -hmm. you were not like this you would not yeah. you did not agree 
agree yeah. with these things. Okay. You were very much on like accuracy is all that matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that matters. And for you, it was like, it's hard for me to have faith without accuracy. Like, I can't even consider things to then work it out as faith unless the thing is accurate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are. But for someone like our previous pastor, he was like, even when I am so confused by these things or I may know these things, they're really an, like a, an aid to strengthen my faith, hmm. my intimacy with Jesus. Hmm. And um, I feel like that's something we lose sight of is like, you can be a fact-driven person or an accuracy-driven person, mm-hmm. but when you elevate those things and make them dogmatic to where you, like the rest of European yeah. culture, have whitewashed other people cultures just because you don't understand and therefore you don't value and therefore you throw it in a trash can and then when it becomes sexy a hundred years later yeah you also yeah the 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 problem that i see consistently is the people that are like that which god bless you like that's that's great that <laughs> can you, you like not that. say god bless you no okay god. oh do you me actually Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were like Southern style. I don't. Like God bless them. No, I don't know how to do that. But anyway, that's cool. Um, that you're like that is is good, like Joey's saying. But like, no, I lost my train of thought. But understanding that that it that your faith and your own journey and your own you know, accuracy, whatever is your own thing. But like what I've had so often happen to us is that people will tell us that the way that we view something, because it's not accurate to them. Right. That makes us literally just like not even, I'm not a Christian. Yeah. That's the wild. It's like, it's not even like one step of being like, well, actually you're kind of off on that one time. You know, it's not even that it's, oh, you're not a Christian then. Just like if you're off on like one thing, they're like, oh, you just must not, you you know, you must, because you can't have anything be wrong. Because that means you don't like, that's the way I was raised though. It's like, if one thing is off, like you're off. Yeah. It's like a target. Yeah. Like you're not a Christian if you have one thing off because like that means you've like it, it's like a domino you know yeah. like it affects this and it affects that and now now you're just you're you're lost yeah and so if you can that's what gets to me is like that that assumption that people who are not valuing what you value yeah are literally just like not even qualified anymore Hmm. just for for pastoring people for teaching for um for just even being in your life whatever it is and that's how we've been treated is like people who didn't agree with us on one thing it's like oh well then you're off on everything right and we don't even want to be around you yeah you know and um so can can we 
back to what you said though is that like it is great to be that way there is a way to be that way yes but just like not to but to but to value the way other people are as well yeah yeah there's there's a whole mix of things when you're considering all of these things is one your worldview is not the right worldview, right? That's like, hard for people to. That's that's hard for people to learn. That's so took a long time. That's why I'm like, white evangelicals need to not be on a missionary, but just go live. Yeah. In a third world country, and your first week will begin to shake everything you knew. Yeah. And honestly, that's why people go home. Like when I was a missionary, people would go home. Exactly. They were so shaken. Culture shock. What culture shock really is, is like I'm being shaken. My worldview is being shaken so much. Not necessarily even because I'm uncomfortable, because I don't even necessarily agree. Yeah. There's not agreement. Can't be around it. And because that, right. So not, there's like, that's the first thing is like, realize your worldview is not the like Jesus stamped worldview. (laughs) Two is like, (laughs) as you're interpreting scripture, like interpret things both in, like Hannah was saying. Then there, another thing is like, do it with freaking compassion. Like in all of it, Mm -hmm. have compassion for people. Yeah. Like since when it's interesting because um, one, the word that we get for her- heretic, it comes from a Greek word that was used for Jesus. So like Jesus is like people have Bible nerds who have YouTube channels will be like, Jesus was the original heretic. And some people have made that claims and it's because generally true. Uh, it, yes. And the, the crazy thing um about her about heresy is that Jesus was the first heretic but but also when heresy is referred to in like all of the letters and stuff right they're always talking about religion. the religious leaders they're yeah. talking about the law yeah the law is heresy yeah the, because grace Jesus and grace was what he was called a heretic for yeah but the letters and and all of that from um the apostles is is all about how heresy and is heresy is the religion heresy is um going back to the law Mm. going like being grace being revealed but then going back to the law yeah that's heresy and so it's so funny because now when people say it, they're always like usually referring to something mystical, <laughs> something mystical. Um, but really what the heart of it is, is that religious spirit. Yeah. That's actually the heart of he- what heresy is. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes me think like, why, why I'm trying to figure out how to ask this in your experience. Why do you think people naturally go to that place of 
arguing everything away besides the things we already said but like what are some other things well i think that is primarily our like that is our our culture or the the influence of white culture um of like that because i feel like in a lot of other a lot of other cultures that they don't naturally do that. Yeah. Like even just thinking of your culture. Yeah. There's not the natural like cynicism. No. Or like arguing away. Yeah. It's like, oh, my grandma told me this. So like, it's true. Or like, at, at least I accept it. And like, it's not, there's not that cynicism. Um, so I, I don't think it's like a, um, an automatic thing that everyone is. It's like, that's, that's a influence of oh, white America, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but why, why we do that? I mean, I know I was taught to do that. You're taught to do that. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think I'm naturally that way. I, I was taught to do that. Hmm. I think that's why I find myself like deconstructing and then becoming less that way is because I am truly not that way. But because I was taught to be that way, that's kind of like the way my brain was like through nurture wired um, to look at everything and kind of explain it away Mm. Um or find a find something wrong with it. You know what this what you're reminding me of? Like how, like the stages of almost like I don't know, the stages of intellectualism. It almost reminds me of like a a, a Christian version of the scientific method. Where mm-hmm. like there are certain stages of the scientific method and it almost like this is like some holy redeemed version of that yeah also i also also <laughs> i um o l s o that's really true yeah. and it's the reason why i would never deconstruct to the point of being like atheist you could say or like just completely rejecting everything or whatever the reason why i would never deconstruct to that point is because that's still the same thing it's still the same thing Uh, exactly that's still intellectualism exactly and the thing that i'm deconstructing from is not jesus right but intellectualism yes so i will not say like this is Facts. Oh my God. This is true. Like, there is no God. There is no angels. You know, whatever. Like, no, because the point is that I don't know. The point is that, you know, there are angels. There are things out there that we can't see, that we don't know all the details on, that we know some things, but we don't know everything, you know? And just like God, it's like we know what God has revealed to us, but like, there's so much that's mystery, you know? And like, I just think that, um, to say, you know, like the opposite is the same 
intellectualism. It's the same um, thing of like, I know everything. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same thing of being like, my worldview is right. Right. My worldview is facts. And it's like, no, like that's never going to be the right answer. Oh my gosh. You just went the other way. It reminds me when you just said that, the first thought that came to my mind was like, you're deconstructing an idol. Right. That's literally what it is. I've never thought about it that way. Because in the, in the Old Testament, totally different worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, the word idol meant something different to them. But at the heart of it, an, an idol is something that is placed as high mm. as God. Yeah. That's literally, so whether it was the golden calf that they built or, you know, fast forward to the era of kings, all the kings didn't build those things necessarily. Um, But what they did was they built their thrones, they built power, um, and then sin always found a way to creep into people's hearts to kind of tempt us to build something as high and i think the the thing that i've always heard in the in the conservative church was like it's going to take place of god i think the devil knows that that will never happen but the devil does know that we as humans can elevate something as high as god yeah Yeah. and in it those things yeah are the dangers those are the real hidden dangers right and so you're tearing down you're tearing down idols yeah that is that's crazy that's freaking crazy and that was i mean that was the same i always look to like the example of jesus and just like the pharisees and i mean that was the same story like they were in their own way like having a hyper intellectualization yep even for our time though <laughs> like like in our context looking back yep it's still they still had their mystical they still had their like you know but but in their day yeah you know it was this hyper intellectualization yeah and um jesus was like you're you're saying things that are written but you're not understanding them you know right and it was this this kind of challenge of their 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 idol mm-hmm. of like all you care about is the scripture but you don't actually know what it means you don't actually care about what that i love that verse when jesus says you know the scriptures yes but you don't know the power of God. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's what it is. Which he wasn't saying like, don't know the scriptures. Right. Cause Jesus knew the scriptures. Right. But he was saying, going like full circle, like what you're saying. It's like, you can have both. And yeah, you can have your intellectualism 
and your power of God. Mm-hmm. You could have both. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have both. I, I would say since being a part of that large church that was highly intellectual, mm-hmm. even in the mystical things, they were always like... Well, that's the thing is like you intellectualize <laughs> the mystical things. That's what I was saying about like, well, demons have. Yeah. Da, 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 no, 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 100%. It's like, it was this. It was the... It was the <laughs> when uh, you speak in tongues, this is what you do. You know, like it's like... Right. You, wait, what? I want to like coin a term. It's not the scientific method. It's like the... The, the religious method almost where they're just constantly like deducting and testing and deducting and testing until they get it to work. Um, but either way. And it's like, say, it's like you're looking at like the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Okay. Write them down. <laughs> love, joy. Oh, pe- it's not anything else, but what's listed here. This Whoa. is the fruit. Like, <laughs> what about happiness? Nope, nope, that's not on there. Just joy, you know, or like, what about friendship? Oh no, my God. Nope, that's not on the list, you know. Like, no, 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 you're not even joking. <laughs> there, These are the fruit. These are the fruit. Like literally. There's a, there's these, a, to the, they're what's listed. No, for sure. Meanwhile, the, the writer was just like listing happily, like listing things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, like didn't realize like we were going to. Like half drunk in the spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like didn't realize you were going to take it and be like, put it on the wall and be like, these are the things and nothing else. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> One, that's not even how it's supposed to be interpreted. But two. But literally we've heard teachings and stuff like that yeah no there i was gonna say there's a uh very influential theology in the midwest in the united states and that's a like um like ohio that's the only state that's coming to my mind (laughs) um, good job babe yeah i can't help you i know but the midwest Uh you guys know where that's at uh the the dakotas north dakota south dakota oh okay either way fancy um there's a there's an influential theology there that harps on that but then also one super off verse in the old testament where they have made a theology where you can't be happy. Yeah. Like it is worldly to be happy. Yeah. And I told you this story, but one of the, my team members, uh, in Romania, she went home early. Her name was Lisa. Mm -hmm. She went home early. Like we were there for 14 months. Uh, she went home week four, week three, couldn't stand it. In the week that she was going home, she just started like icing everybody. Yeah. Like had to tell them off. Like not tell them off, but correct them. Uh-huh. The audacity to correct them before she went home. And I remember she said these wor- the exact words to me because I was so hurt then. Because I didn't really. I was. Aww. I was a brand new baby. I was a brand new Christian. I was baby. three years, three year old Christian. Baby. Read the Bible a whole lot. So sweet. Twice the whole through at that point, but like mm. didn't know much theology at all. And I remember she said these exact words to me. You smile too much. 
And then I was like, what? And she said it to me in front of my entire team. Mm -hmm. And people were kind of pushing back. And I was like, thankful for that. And then she started to like quote these Bible verses. And the fruit of the spirit was one. Oh my. Where she was talking about joy. And they're like, one of the team members brought up is like, it's one of the fruit of the spirit. I had no idea what the fruit of the spirit was. <laughs> You're just like, what? I mean, I read it. But <laughs> Why I was does it like, have to be justified as being in the Bible to be happy? <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, but, but then her argument was, but that's point. joy. And joy is in times of suffering. Yeah. Not, and that literally, she's arguing off how she did. Oh my God. Yeah, I've heard that. I've definitely heard that. Yeah. But looking back on that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes a whole lot of sense. Makes a whole lot of sense why I offended her so much. She hated me. She did not like me. Yeah, even just the tendency to over... Not, sometimes it's great to do it, but like to over like go to the Bible for like, Joey's happy, like he shouldn't be happy. Well, what does the Bible say? <laughs> it's like... Can't we just be common sense and be like, it's great to be happy? Like, wow, why do we need to see like, well, what does the scripture say about this? Yeah. And like, that's great for some stuff. Like, yeah, but people do it. This hyper intellectualization crowd does it with every single yeah. thing. Every single thing. And and that's. That is what's. And that's religion. Bad. Yeah. That's religion. That I, is bad. And I'm not talking like religion as in like. One of the seven world religions, but I'm talking about the the uh, the intellectualism of religion. Yeah. What religion does is we begin to create these constructs to where we place our faith in that instead yeah. of placing our faith in the saving grace of yeah. Christ. Yeah. Like the free, unending grace That's I mean, like, of Christ. I don't say a lot of things are bad. You know, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. People have their things, you know, but like, I'm like, that's bad. Like that's, and that's why is like, it really does come down to like a, a lack of, um, grace and like a, a, a heresy, mm. like toward, like to religion, like leaning to religion. Yeah. And cause there's so many things like, yeah, you can look to the Bible for lots of good things, but like, there's so many things that's like, you do not need to go and be like. What is, you know, Ephesians somehow say about this when it doesn't even, like, you're literally <laughs> making it say it, too. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't even, it's not even talking about your it's, situation. Yeah. Like, it's talking about something else, but you're making it, like, kind of apply to your situation. Right. And that, that can be, like, so wrong, too. Yeah. Because um, you're just bending it so much to even make it work. To play this the other way from like the conservative theology toward like criticizing the the more progressive liberal, uh, that same idea that you just said where it's like you're reading into scripture that does not even, you know, whatever, but like um, the wedding at Cana. Mm -hmm. And then multiplying like the miracle of wine mm -hmm. and people getting drunk off wine mm -hmm. and like progressives and liberals sort of like justifying mm -hmm. drunkenness and things like that from that. Like, again, that's not the point of that scripture either. Yeah, that that, that wasn't the point. And that's mm -hmm. where I'm like, 
we need like a we just need a holistic like we need yes a, we need an unbiased holistic approach yes and read the bible for the story of jesus yeah and the love story like yes of god yeah but do not read it to find your so good. your morality for drinking <laughs> or your most things because it really is not really there is the thing like that's you may find so one good. phrase or two but it's like that's not what it's for yep and what you're supposed to have is wisdom yeah what you're supposed to do is pray for wisdom yeah pray for pray for guidance pray for wisdom cast some lots dude well yeah i mean if you need to i guess but just like the apostles did it <laughs> just like that is what you're supposed to do you're supposed to pray for wisdom yeah you're supposed to lean um on jesus not going to the text necessarily but like leaning on jesus for the wisdom spirit of jesus, the spirit yeah. for wisdom but like the text itself tells us so many so many stories so many awesome things but when you're going to it for all those little worldly help type things it's like it's just not Here's the greater problem with that. It's not the greater problem with people doing that is they're create they're constructing their own god. It's like what is the I'm gonna look for the things that affirm what I'm looking for, therefore, and believe that what I've found is what God is telling me. Therefore, this is right and this is what godly. You're just we're just con it's idols. It's just we're constantly constructing. Yeah. Now, you can do those things and have differing views. Right. Like, and that's you the and thing I is do, if you do go to the yes. Bible, you'll come up with exactly different answers. And actually, I think I think that's and we all do. I think that's the 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 the, the like the comedy I think it's the humor. Gosh, that's the word. I think it's the humor of God leading us to, oh, hey, rather than like searching for something in this scripture that makes no sense to your situation, yeah, pray for wisdom. Yeah. And I think that's humor because when we pray for wisdom, we're going to find something that's true for us in that moment that may not be true for the vast majority of other people. Yeah. I don't and, think God has humor though, because that's <laughs> that's ungodly. it's not in the spiritual list. It's not in the yeah. spirit of the spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. humor is not there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. It's, yeah. What would you say you is is harder for you? Um keeping keeping faith as the thing to be strengthened or keeping intellectualism as the thing that you constantly want to feed and strengthen hmm um i think hmm that's interesting well, because I said earlier, like, I think naturally I'm not 
highly overly in the sense like hyper intellectual um and cynical i'm actually like i am that way but i'm not naturally that way yeah i think i was taught to be that way in the church um so now that i'm deconstructing to my true self which is like really fun Mm -hmm. by the way Mm-hmm. It's just like, because I don't know if like a lot of you could relate or if you can relate, but like when you're raised in that type of environment and you're taught to um, take on a certain personality mm-hmm. and to like deny yourself, like, you know, just like joy, like you deny yourself happiness, deny yourself um, pleasure, deny yourself. Jeez. Like. Um, dreams. Um, wow. That feels like you don't really know who you are anymore. And so then I think deconstructing has been so fun for me because I've found like, especially being, um, that's beautiful especially being out of like a four square, which is another kind of another box that kept keeps you in that kind of mindset. Yeah. Um, deconstructing from that is like so fun because it just is like, okay, who am I actually? And like, how, like, like how can I, experience see know god in whatever like like in just whatever method that god is calling me to or whatever like like just the fun free feeling of like being able to just be Hmm. and to just exist and that to be like this is this is just who I am and now I can love Jesus and like God knows me and I can know God and I don't need to I don't need to have everything perfect um that's not the goal anymore right wow so it's just like what freedom it's just not the goal anymore yeah and that was the goal before right. was to know everything perfect and do everything perfect wow and that's an exhausting goal and it's also a distracting goal mm. from just being like at peace and just having like like kind of like swimming in the grace um it, it's like you're trying to build something constantly and you're not getting to just like rest in the grace yeah and so that for me has been really fun um and so anyway to answer your question i feel like because i'm there now i definitely have a harder time with pursuing intellectualism Hmm. because i it's it's very much like something i've pushed out wow so it's sort of like i don't really care anymore and i'm sure that will pass yeah like to where i'll be able to grow in that way yeah but it's just sort of like right now like i don't even care i don't want to like read a book i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to like pursue knowledge 
E at this moment. Yeah. So that's like my. That's my like ch- tension, I guess. That's like. Yeah. It's not tension, but it's like, yeah, I could probably get that area growing or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. 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 That's really beautiful. It, everything you just said, it reminded me of a common saying that I'd, I'd, I've seen and heard from pastors and churches uh, and it bugged me every time I heard it. But when you were just talking, I'm like, I can understand why this saying meant something to somebody at some point. <laughs> but they, the saying is like, pastors will say, churches will say, God didn't create, create us to be human doings. Oh, yeah. He created us to be human beings. I always love that phrase. You love that phrase. Yeah. Ah, it bugged me so much just because like, <laughs> I, I, I really, ir- it really irks me <laughs> when like the church thinks that like they'll be more credible with the unchurched by their wordplay. Yeah, that's dumb. I mean, that's silly. You know, like that's, yeah, it's a goofy but I always like the idea of being. I do, I like word wordplay just because I grew up in '90s rap. <laughs> so really, my inf- my influence on like having wordplay was from like '90s rap. But so that's why like when I'll teach and stuff, I will I'll yeah. have some play on. Well, words. you know that's also a little mystical too. Ooh. The the the. Uh poetry and the acronyms oh my god the, that's so right i mean that that can be a little yeah, yeah, yeah that's true that can be yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but you're right that 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 is the process that you have gone through and that you've gone through from that 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 phase that deconstruction from human doing to human being uh yeah, I mean, you, while you were human doing, what's interesting is you were very different from most human doers, where like you never questioned that you were loved by God. You always knew. You always yeah, was knew ne- that Jesus was like for you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You were never shaken in those areas, but you couldn't shake your identity. That was formed by the church. Well, I was never a good human doing. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was, I was. Human doer, you doofus. You're a freaking human doofus is what you are. But I mean, like, I've always been a person who's like, I should be doing this, but I'm not. (laughs) But really, truly, and they know this through, like, they've done you know, psychological studies or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's somewhat known uh-huh. is all I'm trying to say. I'm uh-huh. not just making this up, uh-huh. but, um, the way that we relate to God is almost always a pretty, pretty close replica to how we relate to our parents. Hmm. If they've yes. shown you unconditional love, yeah, you believe in a God of unconditional love. Mm. And it's not that you can't otherwise. It's just that it's pushing through a wall wow. of that 
natural belief. Yeah. Like we have kind of like a natural belief. And when you haven't had a great experience, you have a natural belief that God will let you down. You have a natural belief that you can't quite trust him or you have a natural belief that maybe he doesn't love you always. Yeah. You know, or maybe there's some stuff that you could be better at and then he would love you more. You know, it's like we have these natural beliefs because of because of our parents. Yeah. And so the I know that that that's the only reason why I relate to God the way I do. Wow. Is because my parents always showed me love and they showed me unconditional love. Yeah. So for me it's natural to believe that God is the same way. Wow. So I don't have that wall to push through that some people do. Right. And that puts me off on a start there that's like just a a, a head start in the sense of yeah. relating right. to God. Like it's it's sad, but like I mean it's sad that people don't have that experience, but like, it's not that they can't, it's just that there's that natural tendency to, to disbelieve or to, yeah, you know? And so, I mean, I've, a lot of people have said that that is where we, that is where we get our natural beliefs. Mm. Um, do you feel like that's accurate for you? Like, what your was natural tendency my natural tendency because <sighs> i mean you have a complicated relationship with your parents with yeah. your parents but not necessarily like a terrible relationship like your mom is no you have a good really relationship with your good mom. relationship with my mom and so it's complicated in some ways but like good in a lot of ways so do you see any crossover your for yourself this is really good i think I would have had a very long journey wrestling with that based off of my fractured relationship with my dad. But because of how radical it was when I encountered Jesus that night mm-hmm. and again, the, th- the thing that like I was wrecked in the spirit when I didn't hear the preaching of the cross, but I heard the preaching of the father's love the next night. Mm -hmm. And that is what wrecked me. Yeah. Um, That changed the trajectory of my life, like full on 180. And uh, actually, full on 360, I was like a new person. It was like, spins, <laughs> not 180, like a whole new person. So um, but from that point on, I didn't struggle with it as much. I would say the areas that I struggled with that, with sort of the, you know, being loved by the father and remaining constant in that was in the times when I felt like I was burdened by certain demands from the church that Mm -hmm. like I, the spirit wasn't burdening me with. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a whole many things that I could list off, but I'm not going to because we need to wrap this up. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I, because of my experience, I'm like, I've got spiritual privilege too. 
Yeah. Not white privilege. I got spiritual privilege. I think sometimes, like, at least I see it come out a tiny bit. Just okay. in, not like in big ways, but like yeah. in small things, like in, and I, I'm sure I have my own things too. Cause it obviously not, no one's perfect. Like no, like my parents weren't perfect at all, but you sometimes would have like, I feel like you have that achieve or you, you're like this already. You're, you're naturally like this. I was thinking about, you this. have like an achiever mentality yeah. to kind of like do something great. Like it, like, what's that called but that i see come out a little and i don't know if it and i don't know i'm not in your brain so i'm like i don't know if it comes from you being like i want to make like i want to be someone like i want god to look like be proud of me i don't feel that where does it come from like what is the chief it's i mean just you're literally just, my personality right and you're just like that anyway because remember when i first met you i was like but when you when i when it's like you gotta rest or like if someone's like no like don't actually do anything just rest i'm great at resting you're good at resting but like you also you do get restless i get okay yes but Rest is different for every single person, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, if we want to take it as like a religious commemorance of Sabbath, then no, no, don't I'm walk more than five hundred steps in the one day. Oh my gosh, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but like, I'm just, cur- I was just curious if you get restless because you are. No, you're I, a doer. You're an achiever. I will be honest. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, okay. like the past several days, because I was sick, laying yeah. in bed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Um, I don't know. I feel like ninety percent now. No, like eighty-five percent. But either way, I was thinking. I was like uh, thinking a whole bunch. I am the way that I am, and. Part of it is there's a lot of grief because I feel like I I constantly am taming who I am because of the people around me. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> oh, wow, babe. I'm sorry. I didn't know you I felt that it. way. I mean, I know you felt that way. It's either say that or cry. But, excuse my language for those of you out there that care about things like that. <laughs> um, I hate it. I hate it. I. It comes back to, it's in the same, it's not the same, but I feel it's the perception of it. It comes from the same vein of the idol of intellectualism. Mm-hmm. Where people who have that idol intellectualism, it's almost like you're in or you're out, mm-hmm. and um, or you're wrong or you're right according to me, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, it's in that same vein where it's like. <sighs> I've always been arrested with this idea of like, God, I want to, like, before I knew Jesus, I wanted to do great things. Mm -hmm. That's why 
I won a bunch of awards for different things because I like it wasn't for the like wanting to be satisfied mm-hmm. like I never had that deficit in my heart of, like wanting to be, prove myself to my dad that was never a thing because my mom's love was so much mm-hmm. it was like I was parent by a single parent and yeah, I was yeah. I was good yeah 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 like that's yeah I mean that's true though like one one steadfast parent can be all the difference all the difference yeah and she was she's the goat in my opinion um yeah but either way it it grieves me a lot because i feel like it where people have this idol of intellectualism they also sort of posture themselves for greatness and what that looks like and then if somebody is working too much or grinding, oh my then they'll be like, they don't know how to rest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, define for me rest. Yeah. There's a lot of things about what you're saying right now that would be perfect to talk about on the next Ooh, episode. good idea. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> abrupt ending. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Peace out. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about this another time. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, like, subscribe, do the thing. Do Share it. Share the podcast too yeah. with somebody. Why don't you love us? <laughs> oh my God. What is, why don't you share? What, are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed? Can you not shame our daters? Are you, are you embarrassed of me? Wow. Is that why you don't want to tell me? Wow. Is it because I'm deconstructing and I'm all mystic and weird? Is that why? <laughs> you can tell me. Just tell me a secret. Okay. <laughs> this is getting awkward. We love you guys. Okay, bye bye. We'll see you later. Bye.